Hello, my name is Ash and welcome to Is It Topical? A brand new podcast about things that might be topical and things that might not be. Things that may have happened this week and things that didn't. In this second episode, we talk briefly about Britain's version of Harambe, Canada, the Great Barrier Reef, a fart in Mexican, the dictionary, along with some other stuff, and we play Guess This Sound. So imagine the internet as a hotel. This podcast is a swimming pool, and I'm the obnoxious guy pushing you in. So come on, jump in. Come get wet with me. Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast. It's a Halloween special. And I'm going to list some scary things for you right now. Taxes. Immigration. Um, I can't think of anything else. Alright Dave, that's enough. Dave, cut the music. Dave, cut the music, please. So that's Dave on the organ. I've hired him to be on this week's podcast. And you wouldn't guess uh, the trouble we had trying to get this organ up the stairs. It was horrendous. So this week's podcast is a little bit late and I'm very, very sorry. It's two weeks late because it should have been out. Well, it's a week late, technically. Um, it should have been out last week. But my my horror story for this week was I had gastroenteritis, which meant I was pooing myself and throwing up at the exact same time. And I mean at the exact same time. Both ends were being used. I was half uh, half been over the sink while trying to hover my bum over the toilet. And I'll tell you what, yeah, I did a good job. My aim was perfect. Didn't spill anything. Everything went exactly where it needed to go. So this podcast is a Halloween special because it's Halloween and because I'm wearing my perfectly culturally appropriated costume. And because of Dave. Dave's going to be with me for the whole show and he's basically here to play some music over the top while I um, while I talk and hopefully he's going to play music with on his organ that's going to you know fit what I'm talking about hopefully so fingers crossed Dave play play the music God Dave play it Perfect very nice Now I'm not a big fan of Halloween I've never been a big fan of Halloween don't like it I think it comes from the fact that when I was younger I went trick or treating and I knocked in the house and all I got was a can of tuna and a little packet of cereal. Like, not not a big size cereal, a little packet, one of those fun size packets of cereal. But there is nothing fun about getting a little packet of cereal for Halloween. So I think that's why I don't like it now. Do you know what, Dave? This organ is actually really, really distracting me from talking. I'm not being able to concentrate. Um, stop again for it, just for a moment for me, please. Okay, finish the note. Thank you. So before we get topical, I got a voice message from another confirmed celebrity listener again. A big thing on this podcast is to be a confirmed listener. So if you do listen, get it confirmed, get in contact, follow us on Twitter at Is It Topical? So which celebrity called me this week? Last week it was David Attenborough, the big D, the big D of the nature world, David Attenborough. Uh, he called me. Um, this week was... Tom Cruise to show you his support for the podcast. Hey Ash, how's it going? It's Tom Cruise here. Uh, what up, man? I just want to say I love your podcast. Love the first one. Me and my other scientists, Scientologists, we don't believe in science, and this is alien science, but um, we listen to it all the time. And thank you so much for making the podcast. And go Top Gun. Have a good day. 
Tom Cruise out. Dave, do you have any dictionary-based songs you can play? Anything that will fit a dictionary segment? Yeah. Can you can you start playing something, please? Oh, nice. This is very nice, Dave. Nice and calming. Now, I'm a big fan of the dictionary. Anyone who knows me will tell you that. It's where it's where I get most of my words from. I read a bit in school. Never really finished it, but it's a book I think we can agree on. It's very uncontroversial. It can't really upset people, can it? Well, apparently it can, because the dictionary has gone and upset some people in Essex. Well, mainly women. The women of Essex, and women of the UK, pretty much. Because there's a new word in, slash phrase, that is um, Essex girl. That is the phrase. And that has caused offence. It seems that you can't really go a day without women be offend- be- being offended by something. The women of Essex have taken offence as the definition of Essex girl is brash, materialistic, a young woman of a type supposedly found in Essex or surrounding areas of South East England and it goes on to say it's been added devoid of taste. Now I live in the South East areas of England and I think the definition of Essex girl is pretty close to, uh, pretty close to that. It's not far off, really, is it? And I think that comes down to the TV show The Only Way is Essex. Because of that TV show, the stereotype of Essex is materialistic, devoid of taste, you know, that kind of... them kind of people. I don't want to say them kind of people, but that they are the kind of people. So you can't really be offended by something when it's based on that, if that is the view of the rest of the world. Now, Essex girl Gemma Collins from The Only Way is Essex she has risen above the people to be the voice of Essex, as she's outraged, and apparently, she's also a huge fan of the dictionary, maybe even more so than me. It is absolutely outrageous in today's society that the dictionary, which I'm a massive fan of the dictionary, you know, we should be, like, promoting the dictionary anyway because, like, it is such an amazing, like, historical British thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But for them to write that about us Essex girls, we are not happy. No! So keep us in the dictionary, but please change the meaning. And I think it should say an Essex girl is smart, sassy, fun and striving hard in life like everyone else. What's it like? Yeah, the dictionary should definitely say Essex girls are smart. And how dare the dictionary, this great British historical thing, do like this kind of stuff like. And I think, Gemma, you are the people's champion. I think you are the person who should be promoting the dictionary. You've got this. I believe in you. Mexican TV. Do you watch a lot of it? Because I certainly do. Dave, can you give us some Mexican music? On your um, organ, please. Can you play some? Well, that sounds good. It's amazing what you can play on your organ. Oh, yes. You are really talented on your organ. I feel like I'm there. I can smell the tequila. So have you guys ever heard of Ingrid Coronado Fritz? What if I said she was one of Mexico's most popular TV hosts of the daytime show Venga La Algaria? Jogging your memory? Mm. Ooh. Oh, Dave's singing. Forgot to say, Dave's actually Mexican, so. But anyway, let's put me off a little bit. Uh, Ingrid Coronado Fritz, um, she's very popular. And you know what it's like? There's a lot of pressure hosting a live TV show surrounded by a lot of people. A lot of things can happen live on air. 
I'd be scared of saying something, you know, I shouldn't have said. Well, Ingrid, she didn't have to worry about that, because Ingrid tripped up. She tripped up on live TV. And you're thinking, yeah, well, that happens, that's embarrassing. Well, she must have scared herself so much that little stumble forward that she farted. And she farted so loud that the mics picked it up in all the studio. And she's surrounded by about five to ten other presenters um, who also can't contain their uh, amusement from her farting. Uh, here it is. I'm going to play a clip from it. See if you can hear the fart. <laughs> Did you hear it? Did you catch it? Well, let's play it again and slow it down a little bit. So her little Trump, her little fart, trended on Twitter for a little bit until it all started to get a bit confusing between which hashtag Trump it was for. So that brings me on to my new part of the show, the game show called Mexican Trump or Donald Trump. I'm going to play some clips that you have to guess whether it's Ingrid's fart, a.k.a. the Mexican Trump, or Donald Trump, a.k.a. the American fart. Okay, first one, is this Donald Trump or Ingrid's fart? Now, I want to build the wall. Did you get that? That's right, that was Ingrid's fart. Next one. (laughs) Which one was that? That's right, that was Donald Trump talking about immigration. Okay, next one, let's go. Poison the minds of the voters. That one was Donald Trump. And the final one? Mosul is a Sunni city. That was neither a fart or Donald Trump. That was the sound of corruption. Hillary Clinton wanted the wall. Fuck you, Canada. Not my words, but the words from the Belgian foreign minister on Twitter. A tweet was sent this week from the Belgian foreign minister's Twitter account, which said, fuck you, Canada, and uh, had a little picture of an old prime minister. Apparently, it wasn't actually him. It was somebody who hacked into his account. That seems to happen a lot on Twitter. Celebrities or people get hacked. Their accounts get hacked and pictures and stuff get posted. Surely Twitter should be doing something to stop people hacking it. But that's actually my excuse for sending abusive messages to celebrities. Your single was shit. Please don't sing anymore. Sorry, it wasn't me. My Twitter was hacked by some ruffian scallywag. Fuck you and your movie is shit. Sorry, it wasn't me. Somebody hacked it and did it. But anyway, this small area of Belgium, because this tweet comes around at a time where um, Canada and EU have been negotiating for this trade deal and a small area of Belgium voted down this trade deal, um, which has been going for seven years. So I imagine everybody is quite annoyed at this area. It's a small area called Wallonia and it has about 3.7 million people and this area has blocked a Europe-wide deal for 500 million people. I actually quite love it because anything that disrupts the EU has my votes. But the Canadian Prime Minister is pissed and he cancelled his visit to Belgium not because of the tweet but because of the trade deal Um, and there might be a war coming between Canada and Belgium, fingers crossed, because that would be quite interesting to watch that. I think Canada would probably win because Canada is better. But the tweet was later deleted um, and another one was put in its place which basically just said, keep calm and love Canada. But I think the damage uh, had already been done. So that was the sound of a gorilla eating some food, maybe an apple or something. Dave, do you have any music that you can play that's like gorilla music or zoo-based, animal-based music? You're so talented, I hate you. How do you play that? 
on a church organ? How do you get so many different sounds? If it wasn't for the fact I can see you playing this, I wouldn't believe it at all. I would not believe it. So this sets the mood nicely for the next story, which is a gorilla. Um, a gorilla managed to escape his enclosure at London Zoo. And I say this week, it was kind of last week, but this was what I was going to put in the podcast last week if I wasn't ill. And he escaped from his enclosure in London Zoo. He didn't escape the zoo, but he escaped his enclosure. And I think it was due to, there's rumours that it was because, it was a protest because of Harambe's killing, you know, earlier on in the year. You know, the gorilla has gone on to inspire so many great things in the world. He's gone on to inspire songs and paintings and poems and other gorillas are going, do you know what? I'm going to break free from captivity. I'm going to go for it. So this gorilla, who's called Kumbuka, not sure if he's a relative of Haram, but he might, he might be, but that information hasn't been disclosed yet. But he broke free from his enclosure. It sounds exciting, doesn't it? You know, he must have smashed his way through iron barriers and the glass, maybe squashed a few zookeepers' heads, maybe threw his poo at the CCTV so they couldn't see what was going on. He's a smart gorilla. You know, he must have planned this for years. So how did he do it? How did he manage to escape? Well, he actually just opened a couple of doors that were unlocked and he walked through. He didn't even smash anything. He didn't even, you know, not one... No one got thrown around and there was not a child in sight. This story had the potential to be great, but instead it ended with the gorilla drinking five litres of blackcurrant and then being shot with a tranquilizer dart um, and dragged back into his enclosure. No one's head got squashed, not a piece of poo was flung, no zookeeper was thrown through a window, and no woman was kidnapped and taken up the shard. I'm a little disappointed, to be honest. Like, the only exciting thing was armed police were called, just in case the gorilla was packing heat, I suppose, and decided to shoot his way out, but there was no shootout. And the fact that he only opened a door that was unlocked. If you're a zookeeper and you work in the gorilla enclosure, surely, surely you should be double-checking that you're not leaving doors unlocked like that you should you need to go back to training the zookeeper training school because that must be almost not number one on the list of things that you need to do but it's got to be in the top five so that zookeeper should go back but that's what happened in london zoo this week last week it was dicks out for harambe now it's cunts out for kombucha so it's part of the show where we play guess that sound Guess that sound. Last week's sound was my cheek. What is it going to be this week? What do you think the sound is? Okay, so today's sound is this. If you think you know what that sound is, then please tweet us at isittopical. Some guesses from last week for the sounds. Mark Kerr tweeted in with his guess of, is it a bulldog trying to eat a slush puppy? That's a little bit too cold for it. No, Mark. No, it's not. Georgia tweeted, is the guess the sound? New, new, sucking up Teletubbies custard. I'm not sure if that's a euphemism for something, but it's definitely not that. If you think you know this week's, then tweet us at isittopical on Twitter. The Great Barrier Reef, is it topical? Yes, uh, yeah it is. There have been lots about it in the last week or so in the news. Apparently, it has died. It is dead, dead, dead. Well, that's what you may have heard because that was that was what was reported. But actually, 
it's not dead. It's kind of like Pitbull's career. It's bordering death, but somehow just keeps managing to keep clinging on to life. There were reports it had died. Um, and this was down to an obituary written for the Great Barrier Reef by um, Rowan Jacobson. He's a writer and he posted it online on the website, um, Outside Online. And you can check it out. We have links to it, hopefully, on our Twitter. And the post kind of went viral. It kind of set the internet off and there were lots of posts about it, about it being dead and it spread. This obituary all came about because at the moment there is a huge coral bleaching uh, with 95% of the northern Great Barrier Reef having been bleached. So it's looking a bit sorry for itself. There hasn't been this much bleaching since Susan Boyle won Britain's Got Talent and the producers needed to hide her moustache. The obituary sent a lot of people into a slight panic, lots of news outlets jumping on it and pushing that story out. But the scientists, the boffins in white coats, they've confirmed that it's not actually dead yet. It's uh, It's not healthy, but it's not dead. It's kind of like... Every now and again, like Kim K's bumhole, there is some bleaching. And without getting bogged down into science, coral is pretty transparent, but it gets its colour from algae. And the coral and the algae have a kind of symbiotic relationship. The algae gives the coral food, and the coral gives the algae a place to live. But when the water temperature gets too warm, the algae is kind of destructive to the coral. And so the coral spits out the algae, like Kim Kardashian, and basically tells it to jog on and get a new home. So that's what's happened here. So the coral is looking transparent, you know, and white, it looks a bit dead when it's like that. But if the water temperature comes back down, the algae goes back into the coral and the colour returns. But because the coral is an animal, if um, it needs a food source, obviously, and its food source comes from the algae. So if it spends too much time without it, then it would eventually starve to death. So this isn't an ideal situation that the coral reef is in. So although it's not dead, basically, if it was a person, it would kind of be on life support at the moment. But nature is pretty neat. You know, it's it's good at getting through tough times and coming out better the other side. So hopefully, fingers crossed, things will get better for it. It's Halloween costume advice time. Thanks, Dave. So if you want the easy Halloween costume advice, you want to go with something really easy, then go as Madeline McCann as she is today. All you need is a black bin bag, climb inside of that, rub some dirt on, and you'll be the life or death of the party. So thank you for listening. This is the end of podcast number two of Is It Topical? I appreciate it if you're still listening. I appreciate it if you listen to Random Bits throughout the show. Thank you very much. If you're listening on iTunes, then please, if you have time, give us a couple of star ratings. If you think it's worth a couple of star ratings, write a review if you have the time to. I know we live busy lifestyles, so no pressure. But it would all be appreciated. If you listen to on SoundCloud, then follow, comment, and we can interact on there as well. So as we move forward, a new podcast should be out every Monday. And remember, stay up to date with us, and we'll keep you up to date on what's topical. Now to play us out, Dave. Dave, you wanted to sing a song and play us out. So Dave, take it away. Drives the rain, and my roof is in.